Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. This podcast is the first in a series on the different physical therapies that runners can use to help them keep running. Today, I'm talking to Luke Nelson, a sports chiropractor. Luke has a special interest in sports injuries and rehabilitation, in particular running biomechanics and injuries. He has worked with a number of elite and Olympic athletes from a wide variety of sports, including Australian rules, football, athletics, water polo, golf, triathlon, cricket, athletics, ice hockey, volleyball and soccer. So he really knows what he's talking about. He talks with us today about the common running injuries, how chiropractic therapies can help, the difference between chiro and physio, and an easy to do test that runners can do to ascertain their calf strength, which can then help them avoid injuries. I hope you find the chat as informative as I did. Hi, Luke, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Thanks for having me, Israel. Now, tell the um, listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, We know that you're a sports chiropractor, but just uh, maybe give us a bit of a background on that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been in uh, sports chiropractor, been in private practice now, coming up to my 17th 17th year now. Um, In that time, I've done uh, a few different things. Um, I've worked in, uh, firstly founded and and worked in a practice down uh, in Bayside, Melbourne, down in Bentley East. Uh, uh-huh. And then recently, uh, or about a year and a year and a half ago, uh, have moved to uh, Montalbert North. So I moved up a bit closer to, to home for me uh, yep. and started up uh, health and high performance there, um, which is a focus on on active individuals um, and uh, with a big focus on, on runners as well. So I see a lot of a lot of runners, a lot of running injuries. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a, a keen, keen runner myself, um, so it's, it's, uh, it's sort of a, a bit of a, a passion of mine too, combining uh, helping other runners um, achieve the, uh, the enjoyment that I like to get out of it myself. And I, I know certainly from other runners that I've spoken to, they like to see people who are actually runners because you have a much more positive outlook on running than some other specialists sometimes do. Yeah, I think it. I think it helps having a, having an understanding of the of the, the sport. I think, um, and it, it's not necessary for um, you know, it, it's not necessary for a practitioner to actually do the activity. But I think it, it certainly, no, no, it certainly helps. It's, uh, yeah, 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 it just gives and, it a bigger understanding. And and it, your your first port of call isn't going to be stop running. No, and, that, and that's look. That's one of the things that I, that I, I see. Obviously, that's a, a big frustration in a lot of runners. Is that yeah. uh, you know they see a, a practitioner and, and the, yeah, the first thing they do is, or you know, or, or especially when it comes to ultra running, it's like, why are you doing that? Are you crazy? And, and yeah. uh, secondly, <laughs> and secondly, just uh, just stop. So um, I, I'm always very much. I mean, there's it's fortunately. There's not too many, not too many injuries that, that require complete rest. Um, there's usually yep. uh, the only other ones that come to mind would be stress fractures, but even then there's other things yeah. that you, you can be doing. Um, but there's always, yeah, I always like to try and keep, uh, keep my runners and, and, and other patients, uh, in, involved as much as they can in their, uh, in their, their chosen sport or activity. Well, that'll be a relief to, to many of the runners listening. So you're <laughs> a chiropractor. What just, you know, for anyone who maybe hasn't seen a chiropractor, what exactly um, is the difference, say, between a chiropractor and a physiotherapist? Yeah, so it's, it's actually, yeah, it's a really interesting question, one, one that I get asked quite commonly on, yeah. on a daily basis, even by, by patients or, or other, other practitioners that, that I meet. And, and I suppose traditionally chiropractic has, has been concerned with, uh, with spine, the spine. Um, yeah. 
And what we've seen though is we've seen things evolve over time that it's, it's, it's now certainly incorporating more than that. And, uh, what we tend to see now is it's, 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 there's a lot, a lot of, uh, I guess, blurring the lines between the professions and, and, uh, a lot of the okay. conferences, conferences that I attend, you know, I attend with, with physios and osteos and, and, uh, so yep. a lot of us are learning, are learning the same stuff. And so you start to see a lot of, uh, commonalities creeping into, into a number of the, the, the professions there. Uh, and so where chiropractic in the past has been mainly concerned with, you know, with spine and, and adjusting, the actual adjusting there, um, yep. is now branching out and, and covering, you know, dealing with sports injuries, so things like hamstring strains and, and, and knee injuries and, and, that, and that sort of thing. So when, when people ask me, you know, what's the difference between a chiro, a physio and an osteo, um, and a myotherapist as well, we can, we can put them yeah. in there too. My, my reply to that is actually depends on the practitioner. It depends on their, on their skill sets and, and, and how they practice. I mean, I know some, some physios that, are, that, that, uh, that do a lot of, um, passive modalities. So they use, you know, they might use ultrasound or, you know, yeah. the, the machines and do a lot of hands-on work and then, and then there's some that just do purely hands-off and they do strength and conditioning. And so there's, there's a lot of diversity and the, and the same thing we find within, within chiropractic. So, um, the, the, the part of chiropractic that, that interests me is, is sports chiropractic. And, and so as part of that, we tend to be, um, multi, multi-modal in our approach. That means that we use lots of different things. So we, we do some hands-on, we do some adjusting, whether that's spine or with the, with the, uh, you know, through the feet and the ankle, the knees, um, yeah. the soft tissue techniques. Uh, but then we've also got the, got the rehab and the, and the exercise prescription in, in there as well. So we tend to use lots of different things and depending on what the patient's uh, needs and, 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 um, and it's going to suit them best is that we can, we can pick and choose that. So yeah, it's not, there's no, no clear answer to that. And it, 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 I think the, the easiest way to say is it, it just depends on the uh, on the individual practitioner. Yeah, I, I, that's fair enough. And I suppose also on, on what you're actually dealing with with the runner, like you said, you, you could use different ways to help them. So what are some of the most common injuries that you see amongst runners? <clears throat> so the, the, the most common injury that, that, that I would see and, and, uh, and the, the literature would support this as well is, is knee pain, um, so yeah. much so to the point that it's, it's actually called you know, runner's knee. Yeah. Um, and uh, if we were to put a, a medical diagnosis on it, it we, we tend to call that what's called patellofemoral pain. Um, and, and people tend to describe that as being uh, pain around the, uh, around the front of the knee. Um, more commonly, we see that in, in the, uh, the our ultra runners, uh, especially that have done a lot of downhill running. So they will yeah. complain of, you know, pain going downhill, pain going downstairs. Um, some people describe even just difficulty just sitting still, just get that aching around the, uh, the kneecap there. Yeah. Um, so that would, that would certainly be the most, uh, the most common. Uh, and then going on from that, other things that I, that I tend to see would be, um, ITB, so, uh, iliotibial band issues. Uh, calf strains, Achilles, plantar fascia, um, <laughs> and uh, and then you know the, the trail runners occasionally you get your uh, your your, uh, your ankle sprain thrown in there as yes, well. Of course, the road yeah. runners you don't tend to see as as much of that, but uh, and and you know the uh, you might see some some shoulder injuries in, in trail runners as well that have uh, a bit of a spill <laughs> on the on the track. Um, yes, yes, I um, I dislocated my shoulder last year doing that. So yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. dear, yeah. Unfortunately, those uh, these things can can happen, but um, exactly. unfortunately, they're, yeah. they're, they're uh, they are on the rarer on the rarer side, um, and probably the and, other, and they'd other be main slightly injury. easier to fix, seeing as they're not chronic injuries. So yeah, yeah, I'm it, guessing. It's just, I guess. It, 
it well, it, it does depend on, I guess, the extent of the damage too. So yeah, if it's uh, and 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 uh, um, yeah, whether you're not, you can you can continue to uh, ha- how you can go running through them. So some people find with shoulder injuries, they can they're fine. Other people find with sort of the jolting of the of the running, it yeah. doesn't feel so great for them. So Very we have true. to try and modify and figure a way yeah. around that. So hopefully you've made a full recovery from that. Oh, mostly. <laughs> almost. <laughs> um, yeah, almost. It's amazing how yeah. long shoulder injuries last. Um, yeah, they can. It's, it's, yeah. 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 Hmm. Now, in regards to, say, the um, the runner's knee, what, what can runners do just, you know, like prehab-wise so that yep. to avoid such a, you know, such such an injury occurring? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess there's, there's, you know, there's a few things that, that we as runners need. We need, uh, firstly, we need mobility. Um, so we need enough yep. mobility usually through the, a big toe, uh, through our, through our ankle and, and through the hips are the, are the main areas. Uh, and then we look at, uh, look at strength. So have we got the, the, uh, sufficient strength in the feet, in through the, the calves as well, which are probably the most important area. Uh, and then in through the, uh, in through our, our thigh and then around through the sort of the hips and core area. Um, and then also we got um, got other other requirements like um, uh, you know our, our control motor control there. Yeah. Um, so there's sort of three. You know when we're when we're assessing a runner, we'll go through and, and look at those things. And and so it, it's really dependent from person to person. And we see some with uh, with this patellofemoral pain. Some people may just lack lack that quad strength. Other people may it may be lower down and they they just lack you know, lack calf strength. Other people yeah. it might be, you know, how they're running can contribute to it. And and other people can just be that they've just done too much too soon. Uh, and load load is a really important one with, with any running sort of injury, but um but especially that with um with the, the patellofemoral pain. Um so in terms of the prehab it, it it's yeah, sort of going through and, and there's a sort of a few assessments and uh, we could run through some home assessments as well that I that I, I you know runners can do on themselves to see have they got the desired you know that desired strength or or, uh, or mobility there um, to uh, to to help reduce their chances of, of, of sustaining an injury. Yeah, so what I'm hearing from you that even though it's knee pain, that's not necessarily where the weakness is per se. It's it's coming from the whole lower limbs, like you know feet. It could be coming from your feet, like you're saying, and that sort of thing. Like Absolutely. it's not just the knees. Yeah, absolutely, and I guess that's where we're also um, chiropractors have probably been good in that, in that we've mm. um, always sort of considered the body as a whole and, and and looking at that that kinetic chain. Whereas sometimes um, some people can get a bit too honed in on on where yes. where the sore area is. It really is important, especially with anyone doing any sort of athletic activity, and in fact, arguably anyone with any sort of problem, uh, to be examining um, uh, around you know the whole body and, and see what what is actually contributing to to that area and why is that. Uh, why is that hurting? Yeah, and 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 that's so true. And so I saw you do you do strength testing, and you also do running gait analysis. And do all of those sort of help with finding out exactly where the weakness is? Absolutely, yeah. So when when we get a a, a, a new patient coming in, um, we obviously had a, a really good chat to them about what their problems are, and and even any any historical problems that they've had in the past that that uh, may have contributed to that. Um, and then we go through and, and also have a good discussion about their training and, and you know, what yep. their goals are and, and that sort of thing as well too. Uh, and then we, yeah, we go into the assessment. So we're, we're testing their mobility, we're testing their strength and we've got our, our, um, technology here that allows us to, to test a number of different, different things 
there uh, and then yeah putting them on the treadmill and and seeing how they run and and seeing yeah from person to person is you know uh, are you more is it more we need to work on this strength is it for you we need to work on your running technique or is it is it all of those things mm-hmm. above so we like to sort of collect a lot of a lot of this data and then we put it together and, and figure out all right Isabel for you this is this is this is your plan going forward so yeah, yeah so we'd like to be I'm, I'm I'm a big one for for, uh, for for testing and gathering a lot of this uh, this important data and 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 having what we, you know this objective data that we can also measure as well too as you're uh, as you, you're progressing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You can also then see the improvements and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've often heard though that that you shouldn't change your running gait. That that's sort of how you run, and that if you try to change it, that can cause other problems. What's your take on that? Yeah. So look, I am I am hesitant to to change in in, in an asymptomatic runner. So someone that's coming to me and saying, um, you know. Uh, can you check my running technique and see what's going on mm. there? I'm very hesitant to, to create changes with that. Um, though there's some emerging research that there's there's certain characteristic traits that can can uh, that equate to more economical runners. So whilst it might not be uh, um, related to injury, there are things that we see in, in within running technique that that may be related to better economy. So actually, you know, make you a more efficient efficient runner. Um, yeah. And 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 so. There, there could be some arguments posted there, but you'd sort of have to be, you'd have to have that, that good discussion with the, the patient just to say, well, look, you know, this is, um, you know, what we're finding here and, and, um, uh, this may, you know, this may lead to this, but you've always got to, you've always got to be careful when you are changing someone's technique that your, you know, forces don't magically vanish when you, when you move them, you know, get them <laughs> yeah, doing different right. things. They just go to another area. So you've always yeah. got to be careful, like, for instance, with, uh, you know, with our patellofemoral pain or knee pain, you know, one of the, the cues that used to be used and, and some people still do is, you know, just run on your forefoot and, uh, mm. uh, you know, and what that does is, yeah, it does take some, some load away from the knees, but, you know, guess where it puts it, you know, down and yeah. through that, the, the feet and the ankle. So you can start to run in some, some issues through there. So, so always got to be mindful of, and, and, and that's why I'd never, never prescribe, um, you know, blanket changes. Everyone must run this way. It very much comes down to the, to the individual and you've got to make sure that, you know, if you are instructing them to run this way, do they actually have that, that the desire, you know, that, that, that required strength to be able to handle that, that sort of change as well. Um, so there's, there's, there's a number of complexities that, uh, that, that do go into it. I think that if if I'm dealing with with runners that are you know if I'm dealing with a group of, of people that are, are new to running you know they've, they've they've never run they just want to start you know just want to start to get into get into running I think there's a few sort of uh, fundamental techniques that you can you can teach them and and with all the, the running technique retraining that I've done it's, it's never been designed to get everyone running the same you know we've all got oh, okay. our own, own characteristics yeah. and and there's there's not there's not one perfect form um, although there's a, there's a number of, of uh, of traits that that um, that that are ideal, but everyone's going to have their own their own variation of that of that anyway. We've all got our you know what I like to say our our gait fingerprints, and and you you can sort yeah. of see this when you you can actually recognise someone from a long distance away by the way they walk. Um, you know, <laughs> exactly. say, oh, that's that's yeah. Isabel over there. Long before you can see their face, so we've all got our own different yep. ways of moving. And so changing someone's running technique is not not to have them all running robotically the same. It's it's make some fine tuning here or there to um to to create a, a desired outcome. And so that they're running the most efficiently for their body 
and yeah, clear that's, start. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly exactly right. Yeah, and taking into consideration any any past injuries that they may have had, they may not have mm. been suffering any now. But if they had a really long history of of knee pain, and you know they're they're doing okay at the, at the time, but you know they're about to increase their mileage, and and what are some of the things that you might you might consider? Um, then there, there can be some some uh, some technique faults that you may want to uh, may want to address before they before they do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, which is often you see a lot of injuries crop up when when uh, athletes increase their mileage too quickly. So yeah, uh, all those all those little idiosyncrasies will come to the front. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know that that um in, in the way I, I just I talk about that with patients as well is that they you know their body was able to to physically handle the load that they put at it, but putting it that extra bit whether it was the you know particular weakness that they had or they just weren't you know getting enough recovery then the the, the scales tipped uh, tipped in in the uh, the wrong way and, and that's what resulted in uh, in, in injury and, and pain. Yeah. Yep. Now you spoke before about um, there's some sort of home testing you can do to see where you lack strength, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few there's a few tests that we use for mobility and, and for strength. I mean, some of the um, the easier ones, uh, the easiest one and, and, and the most important for uh, for all runners, especially uh, um, trail runners, is is calf strength. And yeah. so one of the home tests that I'll get uh, get people to do is just the the good old calf raise. Um, and uh, some of the the, the, the but there's a, a right way to to test it. Um, we, there's a number of cheats that people will, will use and uh, and uh, and think that they're able to bang out the, the required reps. But ah, there's okay, actually yep. uh, there's a, a, the right way to do it. So that the um, uh, and I've made a video of this. So we can always post it. But um, the, yeah, yeah. If you um, I can add that um, the link to that on the show notes. Easy, easy. So um, what what I'll tend to do is I'll get a. You know, it's good to have a, a partner. So whether your uh, your husband or wife or your friend can can get a, a ruler or just a, a book. And um, what what you do is you uh, just standing up facing a wall, raise up as high as you can on both feet. Uh, yep. And then what you do is you, your friend's going to mark mark that the, uh, the the top where your head got up to, uh, and then you're going to okay. lower down. Then what you're going to do is then you're going to go on a single leg, so you're going to stand on one leg, and you're going to do as many reps as you can, but your head has got to hit that uh, hit that ruler with each time. Because what you'll find... Oh, to be considered that, a rep, yep. Ex- exactly right. Because what you'll find is those that often lack the strength, they might actually mm. be able to get the same reps out, but they're just not getting the full height. So they're just yeah. doing little half, little half reps. And, uh, <laughs> little bobs, and so that's, yep. uh, that's right. And I, look, I've had some people where, where you'll get them to do that and, and they can't even do a full rep. You know, they can bang out yeah. as many, you know, as many half reps as until the cows come home, but they, they can't actually get a full rep because uh, compared to the other side because it just doesn't have that, uh, have that strength. Uh, and yeah. if you really, if you want to take that to another level, well, then you can actually, uh, perform that to a set tempo. So you can actually have a, use like a metronome or something and, and you can set that to 30 beats per minute so that it actually beats out, okay. you know, raise, yeah. you know, and, and, you, and it's a 30 beats per minute there. So, um, because what sometimes another cheat people will do is I'll just try and get them out as quickly as possible. So they yeah. just go up, down, up, down, up, down, up, until they, uh, until they fatigue. It'll be almost like a, like a hopping. Um, so getting yeah. them to really slow it down also, also, um, uh, increases the, the, the challenge on that. Um, so, and the, the goal for that, so it does sort of slightly differ by age and, and gender, but, but generally tend to say, and, and for runners, I like to see that upwards of 25, so 25 reps on, on, uh, on each leg. Wow, that's um, that's quite a lot, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, it is, and and I mean to be to the, be getting the, decent height. That's right. Yeah, I mean the the the, the better runners, I like to see upwards of upwards of thirty, um, and uh-huh. and also uh, a no difference, and no no more than ten percent difference between uh, between left and right. Um, so <laughs> because because sometimes what you see is you might see someone be able to get to to thirty, but then on the other side they're at forty five. 
Um, and so yeah, that sound is, right. is quite yeah. a big, you know, that's almost a, a, a 50% uh, a difference there from side to side. So um, that, uh, that's also something we look for is comparing, comparing the two and, uh, and also can you get above that, above that 25. Um, so, so what happens if they can't? What do you, um, do you well, give them some sort of calf strengthening exercises, I yeah. presume? Absolutely. So, um, you know, the, the, the test can actually suffice as a, as a, yeah. Yeah, as, a as an exercise. So you can get people doing yes. some, some calf raises. I, I like, I mean, um, uh, standing calf raises are really good. I guess low load exercise that you can you can have people doing, um, and that can be done. That can almost be done daily because you don't yeah. generally tend to get too many too many uh, DOMs with that. Um, okay. There's there's so many different variations of calf raises you can do. You can have your feet facing in different directions, so you can have you know them turning in. You can have them turning oh, okay, out. Yeah. You can also yeah. have have a bit of bend in, bend in your knees, and that that tends to what that oh, tends okay. to do is it tends to work more the the lower part of the uh, the, the calf muscle, which is actually the yep. more important one for uh, for runners called the soleus. Um, and then, but if, if my preference for runners, if they really need to build that, build that strength, my preference is actually to, to get in the weight room or to have, have some weights at home and, and yep. really load that up so that they can try and stay below, put enough weight on there to, to, to get within, you know, eight or, eight or ten reps. Um, so that can be holding onto something. It could be, you know, backpack on. It could be, you know, their partner jumping on their back and, and, uh, and doing, a, <laughs> doing some, some calf raises there. So, uh, lots of different variations of ways. To, to get uh, to, to build up that calf strength. Uh, that, that's really interesting. That um, yeah, that calves are so important. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they, they take, uh, you know, the, the studies have looked at that, but the, the lower part of the calf muscle there takes, you know, six to eight times your body weight with each, uh, with each footstep. Wow. So it's a huge amount of force. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people and, and, uh, you know, a lot of therapists will say, oh, yeah, running, it's all, it's all in your hips. Well, the, the, the glute muscles actually, uh, don't take anywhere near as much force as what the, uh, as what the, the soleus do, as the, as the calves do. And so, uh, really important. If I'd say there was one muscle that, that runners should, uh, should strengthen, it would, uh, it would be their calves. Um, and, uh, with, with using our, our technology here, but we like to sort of see people get, um, we, we do like what's called a seated calf raise where we have people sort of sitting yep. down and then they press up into the, into the bar there. And we want to see that be within uh, a good range for that is one and a half to two times the body weight they'd be able to, uh, oh, wow. to exert on, on that. So yep. yeah, so it's, it's, we, we, calves, the strong calves can't be, uh, can't be underestimated for, uh, for runners. Because isn't that funny? We always think it's, um, I mean, certainly for myself, it's, I've always been under the impression it's the glutes, it's the glutes, and we're all sitting there doing, lying on our backs doing our clams and whatnot yep. and bridges. And, Absolutely. Um, and now you're saying it's actually the calf. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and our sort of our understanding over, over the years, and I don't, I don't know where that sort of got, got, um, got bred from, but it is very common, like, a, you know, you, you, mm. you'll survey a, a group of runners and most of them will think that the, that the hips are the most important, yeah. but um, in terms of the, uh, the workhorses, the calves, I mean, even when I, when I went to, to uni, uh, you know, 20 or over 20 years ago now, I mean, we, were, we were taught that that lower, that, that lower soleus muscle was, was more for, you know, used more for when you're just standing still and, and more for posture. But our understanding of it now is that it's actually, it, it's vital. It's, it's really what, what generates a lot of your power and, and, um, uh, and, and absorbs a lot of that, uh, that, that impact force. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big one. Um, 
And uh, we mentioned before, you know, how you can bias that um, with testing. You can you can add a bit of bend in the knee. Um, yeah. And with exercises, you can, again, with once you start to bend the knee and, and raising your heels off the ground, that starts to use more that, that lower lower calf muscle. Um, so doing, uh, you know, seated so, calf so raises exercises. Yeah, the, the solus is used more in, in the in power part of it, is it? Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it does. It does the bulk of the work compared to uh, compared to the uh, what's called the gastrocnemius, which is the the the, the higher up one, and that's the one that you know people think, oh, that's got we've got some nice yeah, tone in the legs there. That's the, yeah, that's that's right. But it's the hidden one underneath. It's uh, that's mm. the um, that's the that's the, the real one, and that's where um, you know calf calf injuries in 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 runners can be uh, particularly troublesome, and and uh, you know I tend to see them. Yeah. quite recurrent you know well, people coming to see me that have had a lot of recurrent issues with those well i've had a um i had an um, impinged perineal nerve and ah. um i've just found yeah since and that calf is now weakened and i've lost all power like in that leg i feel you know so yeah. this is really interesting selfishly this is very interesting for me at the moment but uh yeah yeah absolutely no it's it's, it's really important and then you know you can see that you know, transferring up the chain like you can start to, you know, you could theoretically yep. start to have knee pain on that on that side. I mean, what, what sometimes no, we, I've got, we do see? I've got hamstring. Yeah. Hamstring, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, and that's you know, it goes it all goes along with that. So with that kinetic chain, but um, yeah. sometimes what we also see is uh, we can see the the injuries being on the opposite side of weakness because what will tend yeah, to happen is that they'll tend yeah. to avoid that side and they'll then yeah. putting putting more weight through the uh, through the other and then guess guess which one's the one that cries? It's, uh, it's the, yeah. the one that's doing all the work. So uh, and and, the, and then we think that that's one that's a problem, but it's it's actually yep. not. Yeah. That's right. So you're saying we can all stop. Yeah, go on. No, sorry. no, no, you can. I was we just going to say the... Um, <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say the, uh, that um, yeah, chasing, chasing the side of pain can, can often lead you undone, and that's why, yeah, yeah. assessing that, uh, that the, the, the person as a whole to figure out what's going on with that. And that's, and that's what you have at your clinic, is you have all that strength testing um, technology so that you can really nail down what the actual issue is, don't you? Absolutely, yeah, and that's that's where it allows us to, uh, you know, one of the sayings is is assess, not guess, um, and yeah. uh, and really put some put some some numbers on this. I mean, before I had this access to this, this technology, there was there's still a number of tests that we can do, and we, you know, I, I still will do, uh, usually on top of that, that that standing calf raise test and, yeah. and some of the other strength tests as well. So there's certainly things that you you, you can do outside of that, but but the access to uh, to this technology has also unlocked a lot more a lot more uh, data that um, that uh, has and, and how does that technology Work. Um, so How does a few, it work? Yeah, so there's a few um, few pieces of equipment to that. So there's there's a, there's a couple of um, of what what are called force plates, um, and yeah. they're like if you like they're like bathroom scales really. So when you when you put force into them, it gives you a reading of of, uh, of how much force you're putting into that. Uh, and so with that one, you could be doing all sorts of things. You can be doing calf raises on that. You can be jumping on it. And so some of the things I look with, I'll get people jumping and seeing what their how how their ability to generate force from one side to the other. Um, then there's also uh, another component uh, called a, a, a strain gauge, which is uh, um, one where you can pull on, and that'll give you a, a reading of, of force. 
and that's the one I'll tend to use more for testing knee strength, so testing through your, your, your thigh, your quad strength there. Uh, and there's also another another a unit there that, um, that you can push into and it, it gives you a, a reading. So I'll tend to use sort of different okay. one depending on which, which body part we want to assess. So I'll, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll use those. But probably the, 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 um, the force plates has, has, um, has opened up a lot more things that, uh, that, I, that I was unable to, to assess and test before, um, which, has been, which has been really a useful addition. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. And um, I think, you know, it would really be wise for many runners to get all of that tested, especially if they're looking at, you know, um, starting to train for a new distance and upping, you know, like if they're going from 100K races to 100 milers, that your kilometres are going to be increasing a lot. So getting that sort of thing done will certainly nip it in the bud if, if there's injuries looming. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it can be used at used at any stage of the cycle, really, as a as a mm. you know, prehab and and uh, looking at for issues that that may may pop up or or, uh, or if someone is injured, you know, where where yeah. are they and where they uh, where do they need to get to? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's um really interesting. Is there anything else that you think would be um interesting or important for runners to hear about? <clears throat> Um, I guess um, I mean I'm, I'm a big one for uh, for recovery and making sure that you yep. uh, you know that you keep keep the balance and I, I always sort of explain to 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 my runners and, and patients in general really I, I like to use a you know a scale in um, scales you know if you're putting uh, more stress on this side well you then you need more recovery on onto the other so I think that's something that um, as as runners sometimes we we might not be too good at you know whether we're getting up early to get some runs in or double runs in and, and especially as, as ultra runners as well um, having to to do you know to fit in a lot of mileage during the week often with that comes sacrifice of sleep uh, yeah. and then we've got to work we've got to go and work our day jobs and then if we've got families <laughs> and kids and, and that sort of stuff so so we can find ourselves um, you know really getting into a Chewing into uh, into that recovery time and and, uh, and and that's that's a really important one. I mean, the, the biggest biggest uh, recovery tool we've got in, up our sleeve is is sleep. Um, and, yes, I uh, agree. Having uh, having two kids, I, I've never learned to uh, to appreciate that as, that as more as, as what I do now. <laughs> but um, yes. uh, after having a, a nightmare sleeper going back seven years ago, it's uh, sleep's quite never been the same. But um, yeah. um, and uh, and so I, I sort of my my interest in, in in sort of sleep grew from from uh, my own personal situation where I was training for an Ironman at the time and and uh, um, and yeah, having to, to battle that uh, that sleep deprivation, it was certainly a pretty challenging uh, challenging yeah. training block that one. It's, uh, <laughs> or there's possibly um, good training for an ultra marathon where you have to stay awake for hours. But well, but, um, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the ultra, an ultra, an ultra is on my. I've done a, I've done the uh, the two days fifty six before, and and, and hundred oh, is nice. on my uh, is on my my list, my lifetime list as well. And I'm, I'm sure oh, I'll probably awesome. find myself hooked hooked on that as well. So. Oh yes, <laughs> it happens easily, unfortunately. But yeah. yes. <laughs> and um, what what do you reckon is kind of the minimum sleep we should be getting a night? I mean, I know it's, it's yeah. different to everybody, but sort of, you know, in general. Yeah, it, it is. And, and look, I think, um, you know, eight hours is, is the often, often cited, uh, cited number. And it's the number yeah. that I'll, I'll usually use. I mean, I, I, I ask all my new patients now, one of our, on uh, the questions on our, on our intake form is, um, is, yeah, how many hours of sleep do you get a night? Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm shocked at some of the, some of the answers sometimes that, uh, oh, really? um, and, and 
you know, and, and if you look at you look at sometimes the difference between us as, as amateurs and, and, and recreational athletes and, and those that are that are professional athletes, you know, there's often not a lot of difference in terms of weekly training time. It's it's more the fact that these um mm. you know these uh, professional athletes have got more recovery time. You know, they they don't yeah. have to go to a you know go and, and do a, a nine to five job during the uh, during the day. If they can they can have a bit of a, an afternoon nap if they want. They can yeah. sleep ten hours yeah. and and so um and, and that's where we see you know some of the more the the high level athletes the amount of amount of sleep that um that they that they get and and uh, I was having this discussion with a, a close friend of mine who was a, a former Australian runner and and um uh, he found that the, when when he had kids uh it, it the, the biggest challenge for him was getting enough sleep where he previously before yeah. would get you know ten hours easily a night and very consistently with kids that was uh, that was really interrupted and and he you know he felt that his uh, his performances suffered as a, as a result of that of that lack of uh, lack of recovery um yeah. so if you, your body's not body's not pulling up uh, day after day then you can't you can't train and, and you can't um yeah push yourself as hard as you as you could that's right and and yeah i agree and and there's there's all these different hacks of what you can do for recovery, but yeah, I agree. Sleep is the the easiest one to to try to focus on, or the best that's one right. to try to focus on. Yeah, yeah, and that's where we sort of say the uh, using that you know the 99 percent is a, a, you know sleep and diet are probably the two big ones, yep. and then um, yep. then you can go chasing after all the other things in terms of uh, you know ice baths and sa- and yeah. saunas and recovery boots and all, all that sort of stuff. But sleep yeah. and nutrition are free, um, and yep, uh, that's know, most right. people most people aren't doing them good enough. So I think if we can yeah. you know if you can you can uh, create some some positive changes to that, you'll you'll see an improvement in uh, in performance as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree. All right, well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Um, What I'll do also is in the show notes, I'll put a link to your um, website, the Sport Cairo, um, and people can, can they just, you know, get in contact, like, and and book in to see you for Running Gate? And I see you also do running workshops. Yes, yeah, so the best um, best place to, to find me is through uh, either through the, the, our website, the website, the health healthhp.com.au, or otherwise through uh, we're on Instagram at uh, at healthhp. Uh, sorry, at health at health high performance, um, or yeah. at sports Cairo Luke as well too. So best place, and you can send me send me direct messages through that, or otherwise you can email me at luke at healthhp.com.au, and more than happy to uh, to take any any questions that uh, listeners may have, or um, um, and help them with uh, achieve their uh, their running goals. That's excellent. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate your time. Thanks for the chat today, Isabel. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye bye. It's obvious that Luke truly has a passion for what he does. I like that his approach to treatment is multimodal, which means he uses a variety of techniques depending on the athlete's condition and preferences. I looked it up and some of the things that he can do is specific adjustments to the spine and extremities, pain science, education, which is um, a really important one, I think, mobilization, soft tissue therapy, such as myofascial release and instrument assisted techniques, rehabilitation and other movement and exercise therapies, sport specific technique advice, kinesio taping, strapping and bracing. A big takeaway for me from this podcast was the importance of calf strength as opposed to just focusing on the glutes. I was really quite surprised but I have to say that I've certainly found that the reduced strength in my left calf has greatly decreased my power. I can just feel I don't have any power in my push-off on that side and this has of course greatly affected my running speed. 
And I can tell you right now, there is no way I could get to 25 calf raises on my left side. I would be lucky to do five with any height. I can do, you know, probably 10 with the little bobbing ones, but seriously, I've got a lot of work to do. So lots to think about there. Um, I'd be interested if how other people are finding their calf strength. Test it and comment on my Instagram or Facebook posts to let us know. I'd really be interested how other people fare with that test. So I hope you got a lot out of this podcast. Don't forget to go on over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review. HB Hawthorne writes, Outstanding. Hi, Isabel. Your podcast has become my number one go-to podcast. Really enjoyed Kelly Emerson, your huge adventure on the GSER, and just listen to Craig Harper. I'm with Craig. No way are you your age, mid-30s at the most. Good luck at Barclay Marathons this year. Thanks so much for that. And geez, I wish I was mid-30s. Well, I am, but mentally only, unfortunately. <laughs> Tatey180 writes, My new fave. These podcasts have become my new favourite. I can relate to so much of the content, especially the things not to do. Yes, that's true. They are, the things not to do are just as important as what to do. <clears throat> Thanks for the review. So please um, add to that. I love seeing the reviews and I'm always happy to read them out so everyone can hear. Remember, if you're thinking of getting coaching for your next A race or just to, you don't even have to race, to to increase your fitness, your consistency, to increase your enjoyment of your running, shoot me an email at isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au. We can work together to help you achieve your goals no matter what they are. Like I said, it does not have to be a race. It can be just being a better runner, being um, more happy with your running. There's so much to do. Anyway, have a great week of training and if you're racing this weekend, have a great race.